The community of Timaru is reeling. In fact, most of New Zealand would be reeling from the news yesterday of another senseless car crash that's claimed five young lives. Just one survivor, the driver. Five families utterly, utterly devastated. My thoughts are with the families, but they're also with the first responders. What an absolute nightmare for police and emergency services to be first on the scene. They would know that it was going to be bad news. They would know that a car hitting a power pole breaking in half was going to be bad news. They couldn't have imagined what they were going to see. You could see the despair and the pain on the face of the Araki area commander, Inspector Dave Gaskin. He knows the family of one of the boys. He said it's a tragedy that will reverberate around the community for a very long time. And as he said, it's one of the worst jobs that police have to do. The driver has yet to speak to police. He's already posted on social media to let his friends know that he's alive and that he is very, very sorry for the stupid mistakes he has made that has cost five lives. He will have his own battles in the weeks and months ahead. How on earth do you live with yourself when you've caused so much carnage? But he must. He must learn to do that. Otherwise, it'll be another life lost. And again, we come back to how do we protect young people from themselves and their poor decision-making. Nathan Wallace is a neuroscience educator and child development expert. He was on the Mike Hosking Breakfast this morning. He said scaring kids straight doesn't work. They have to be given the tools to make the right decisions early. Research shows that over and over again. Education, showing them pictures of horrific accident scenes, none of that works for exactly the reason you say. They don't think it's going to happen to them. What does work is, um, according to the research, is rehearsal. It's actually before this sort of tragedy happens, having a discussion with the kids like in health class and putting them into that scenario. Okay, there's a drunken driver. We don't know if the driver was drunk in this situation, but you're going into a, a car that's a dodgy situation. You don't feel comfortable about getting in. How can you possibly get out of that? Yeah. Well, you know, and if you practice that in health class and you come up with five different ways of getting out of it, then when that system happens in real life, you've got some way of um, backing off from the situation. Well, you hope. You know, the, the rehearsal, as he says, the imagine, the what if, the role play, you hope that that prepares them for making the right decisions. Celia Lashley and her book, He'll Be Okay, which is, I think, required reading for anyone who has uh, a son, says they've got to learn about consequences early on. If you tell them that if they forget the school lunch, then they go without, that has to be what happens. If they are responsible for getting themselves to school, then you don't get in the car and drive across them if they sleep in and miss the bus. It's understanding consequences and you start early and you start with little ones and then you build up. We've all done stupid things. Most of us have walked away from them. If you have children, you will know the absolute terror involved in letting them go out with their friends, letting them go away for the weekend with one of their friends driving. You just put the white light around them until they're home safely and thank whatever deity that they've made at home. I gave up alcohol while my daughter was at school so that Kez's cutthroat cabs was available at any hour of the day or night so I could go and collect my daughter and her friends if they rang. The rule was no questions asked at the time. You can ring any time of the day or night, although there may be some questions in the morning, depending. So you do what you can, don't you?
And then you worry that you're helicopter parenting, that by being available to, to pick them up, they're not learning about decision-making themselves. I mean, what do you do? It's, you just go on instinct. You try and do the best thing you can to keep them safe. Ultimately, you just have to hope and pray they get through the worst of those teenage years until their frontal cortexes have sufficiently developed, whatever it takes. It, the Stories like this must bring back awful memories for those who have already lost children in senseless, mindless accidents where just one person making the right decision could have prevented it. How do we help kids protect themselves from themselves and their immature decision-making? Or is getting a teenager safely into their adult years simply a matter of blind good luck? 0800 80 10 80 is the number to call. News Talk ZB. Love to get your views on this. It is 13 past nine. Kerry McIver.